Hey, happy New Year, Paul. Hey, Rich. It's New Year. What's what's that about? Well, when it turns January first, it's January first, twenty thirty six. Oh, wow, that's good. I finally lost all the weight. I feel great. You look great. Thank you. You too. We're Thank doing you. really good. We're doing great. When I just had that new procedure, so I'm feeling better. Are you excited about this game that's coming out? Oh, what's the new game? What do you mean, what's the new game? It's the new um, Activision game that you don't know the new game. Oh, wait, we have to figure out what the game is? No, they've got, they, they, they like mobilize their 6,000 AI brains. And on January 31st, 31 days from now. Okay, okay. Um, an entire video game will be released. Oh, and like we're not, we don't have anything to do with it? Well, we made the computers that make it. Oh, so th- there's no humans involved. There's no humans they involved. They finally did it. They got rid of the humans. No, but th- here's the thing. At the same time, Paul, guess what, what else gets released? Uh-huh. A line of clothes okay. that no one's seen yet. Okay. A logo, a brand. A 20-minute short film that sets up the game. And no one's seen any of this? And there'll be a soundtrack with tracks. Guess who's who are the musicians that are lined up for the tracks? All AI robot musicians? Black Sabbath, but there's an extra H on the Sabbath. Oh, like they licensed the all the deceased members of Black Sabbath. I, I guess, well, uh, Ozzy's fine, yeah, by the way. It's the year 2031, Ozzy's fine. fine. It's, it's not quite clear how that happens. but And so a bunch, I think... 160 tracks are being released on uh, Spotify simultaneously. That seems like too many tracks, but it's great that Spotify still exists. Didn't expect that. How do you feel about this? That it had no director, it had no musicians, it had no artists, and an entire product, which, by the way, costs one twenty nine ninety nine. This is this was going to be so. It's not like five dollars. Like I'm going to spend real money on this. Hell thing. no, it's not five dollars. You got to pay the you got to pay the electric bill for all these computers coming up with this huh. thing. It's a vast world. Do you remember Grand Theft Auto from twenty years ago? Yeah, I do. It's pretty big. You would drive around in your car, and, and apparently, it's bigger than that. Okay, and by a factor of roughly twenty thousand. Let me ask you something, man. I mean, do you remember when like? Years ago, everybody's like, oh, my God, I asked the chat thing a question, and the AI responded, and it sounded like a person. Now here we are. An entire product is coming out with, I think, no input other than, other than pointing it at other products. Are you going to buy it? Of course I am. It's going to be amazing. Is it going to be better than Death Stranding? Death Stranding had you walking around the wilderness and seeking energy from, I think, Think an unborn baby in a jar. No, obviously it's not going to be as good as yeah, that. Yeah, okay, thank you. Just wanted to get there. It gets crazier, dude. You ready for this? I'm ready. As soon as it comes out, Kotaku yeah. and PC Gamer. Yeah, it's amazing those still exist. Well they, well, they don't because apparently robots will review the game that just got made by the robots. Hold on a minute. Who's going to play it? Robots. I mean, this is the thing. Like, at some point, do we hit the end point here where it's just like the robots made it, the robots reviewed it? AMC Theaters took out 
500 theaters mm-hmm. where you can watch the game play itself effectively so through different camera angles. Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft, Google got together and made this happen. Six blockbuster sequels will be coming out every three months for the next two years of the progress progression of this storyline. That's wild because they still haven't released the third Avatar. That's a different story, man. That's a completely different story. How do you feel about all this? As a crea- you, you used to write, didn't you? Oh, that Paul's long dead. Well, once you decided to fully commit to being a musician, that's what happens, yeah, I suppose. Look, how do I feel about this? I, I feel that and this is, you know what, you know what I really think? Because you threw this one at me, Richard. You threw this puzzle at me. I don't know if there is a tremendous difference between the truly corporatized media product, like the Disney glurge, you know, this singing squirrels, Alvin and the Chipmunks, part 45. Okay. Okay. And you're saying that's not a product of just pure human creativity. <laughs> the thing is, well, here's, here's what we've landed as a society back in 2023. Remember those days, which was, okay, it's a franchise based on a, you know, like a, a gummy candy. It'll be like the gummy, Marvel, the Marvel universe. Yeah. One gummy the bears, most... the movie. Um, but, but you would have these like, okay, well, people like franchises and they like existing IP, but we'll do our most interesting and creative work inside of that. The special effects, the comedy, we'll get first-class voice talent or whatever. Or sometimes they take a dark turn. They get a director that's a little more on the edge. Yeah, they love to make it. The the dark, gritty reboot reboot is how, is thing. how our culture deals with growing up, right? It's yeah, just like, yeah. Ah, the it's, Joker movie, which is a very sad, depressing. Sort of a Scorsese homage based on Correct. Batman, right? Correct. Like, and so, um, okay, so, I, you know, we have this new framework where that is, essentially we've said, look, most creativity, true creativity of the whole form, making a whole movie, like The Godfather, which of mm. course is based on a novel, or Star Wars, which is, has a ton of influences, is basically off the table for the most part. Existing IP is the greatest risk reduction mechanism we can have, but you can be unbelievably creative within that space. You can do an enormous amount of stuff as long as you can have as many dragons as you want. Okay. So if you tell me that we're going to go from there to something where you feed the AI, the dynamics of the IP, the other movies. Yeah. No, but also (laughs) just like make a thing. And honestly, what I think would happen, and I think this is realistic you're not going to fully get humans out of the loop. That's just, we don't want that completely because you need a little guidance, a little knowledge, a little insight. You know, the, these are not intelligent robots. These are processes that generate content. I don't know, Paul. Did you see The Godfather 5 that came out last year, pure AI generated? It was really wild because it was Sofia Coppola and that guy from Phoenix. It was her daughter just <laughs> taking a helicopter around. It was pretty wild. Um, okay, so... No, no, but I think like, all right, let's say humans remain in the loop, but I think what you, an infinitely generated narrative visual audioscape based on existing IP is absolutely something that world would love. Like Blizzard would love it. 
right? Can we get Ubisoft? Like, Blizzard, the game development house. Can we make an even bigger environment? Can we make it richer, more detailed? Can there are generative environments today. There are games that every time you play them, the landscape is different. Yeah, but nothing... Uh, yeah, like No Man's Sky and stuff like that. But but there's nothing at this level where the the real detail is almost like fractal detail all the way down to the down yeah. to the detail. Well, but not just like we we're good at rendering arbitrary physical terrain or you know wacky animals, but like adding narrative on top of that or integrating it with the internet and and having it use real. Mm -hmm. You know, basically, you could have a video game where the existing IP, let's say it was a Star Wars type, right? And the existing IP could reflect what's going on in the world at a mm. very, like an almost like a nano level. Like you could go into your town on a planet in Star Wars, and every town on the map mm. would be a different planet, mm. and it would have, and they would read the news about what was happening in the town, assuming mm. there was still local news, and mm. they could generate sort of reflective. Because I mean, what is one of the things you can do with this? You can say. Um, write me a story about the Star Wars universe as if it was a local newspaper. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like um, you can you can do that. You can play with form that way. So I do think that uh, the dream, if you look at how we deal with IP and you look at how we deal with humans being creative and experimental inside of existing IP as the major kind of corporate way of expressing things in a way that people will buy it. Mm -hmm. This is. Utterly along that path. Utterly along. It, it absolutely makes sense to me. Is it good or bad? Oh, I don't know, man. I, that, I'm too old for that question. Like, that is a question. Is it bad? Well, what, let's define good or bad. The Marvel movies create an enormous amount of jobs. Everybody likes them. I'm sure they play really well in, like, Jordan. Like, you go to Jordan and you can see Avengers and Country. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like for real, like oh, it's gonna be great. Like the you know they make them in such a way that they perform well in the Chinese market, and they of perform. Course. So you have these like global properties that bring people together that have you know a rough sense of morals and decency. And Chris Hemsworth is highly muscular, and just kind of that's your that's the thing. I don't have this fan. I used to have the fantasy that people were being denied the experience of great art. Yeah. But I, I don't think most people actually, most people want to have a nice hamburger. I, I, I think you're right. I have two observations here. Yeah. Like, I'm going to bet you most people, most people in the world have not seen Goodfellas, which is a very fun movie to watch. I got to tell you, I, I, we could go on a tirade right now about Goodfellas. I run into it on reruns, like flipping through oh, it's channels. So good. And it's, it's so, he, you could sense that he, the director is, Try, is just having the best time. He's just having such a good time, and it comes through such that you can watch any fifteen minutes of that movie, and it's just joy. The thing about off the it. thing about Goodfellas is Scorsese assembled the perfect cast, and he's such a good director that you can see that is like having the world's greatest sports car. Like he's like, I have De Niro. Yeah, right here. He's just having a good time, yeah. and, and it's a wonderful film. But and so here is. Here is, I have two observations. One Remember, is, Dances with Wolves won the Oscars that year. I know. Okay. I know. I, I run agree. into that Wikipedia page every yeah. so often. You it's don't. really strange. When's the last time you watched Dances with Wolves? I've not seen Dances with Wolves in a very long time. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. 
Um, uh, two observations. One is, um, yeah, people like the familiar. And it's kind of, we're veering right into the wheelhouse of AI and generative technologies like AI uh, because we can we can process more familiar stuff, right? And, and I think, I, you know, will there be a day where Beyonce hits a button and says, I know what this is, but I advocated for it because I fed the machine. Yeah. We will pay money, not just for Beyonce's output, but for Beyonce's willingness to feed a machine. Or it it will be who can do style transfer and sing on America's Got Talent using Beyonce's voice. Et cetera, et cetera. And they'll have to hit all the notes themselves or the voice will crack. Yeah. But it'll be Beyonce's voice coming out. So can you perform your song in the style with the voice of Beyonce? And everybody will be like, that is... Wild. It sounds just like Beyonce. Yes. But it was a, a husky man. Exactly. Named Edgar. And we'll be entertained. Yes. And we will be entertained. And, yes. and to sit here and say, well, that's not art. That's true. It's not art. So my first point is this. Uh, there's always going to be somebody who has a desire to make some art, probably because they have no money. Yeah. That is... They are going. Do you remember that movie Blair Witch Project? Yes. That movie was like a phenomenon. It was like, they did it with $11. Yeah, this, I think Chris Rock did a bit about this. Like, it was just, but it looked like they did it with $11. I watched it. And I'm like, that sucked. I didn't yeah. think it was good, but people were enamored with the constraints around it, right? And I think art, artists will always seek out those constraints, whether it be street art or whether it be a musician who just doesn't have the money and they produce a thing on shitty hardware Look, the Blair Witch Project was capable it wasn't well, well let's act. tell everyone what it is because we're 150 oh, years old it was a movie that came out in the 90s it cost about $20,000 to produce and it was made by a couple young filmmakers and it's about literally you get lost in the woods and you can't find your way out and you keep finding all these creepy objects well it was a found camera yes that's right the we, we found like... the camera and it turns out that like the witch of the woods has has gotten these people. Yes. And it gets yes. more and more ridiculous because it's like, put the camera down and run, you idiot. But like, yeah. regardless, the conceit yeah. worked really well and made a ton of money. It embraced the constraints that they had. Which it is like, did. wait, we don't have editors. We don't have good cameras. We yeah. have good microphones. But that's what a horror, like, they, they did it right, right? Well, and it captured exactly one feeling, which is the feeling of being lost in the woods, which is scary. Sure. I've been lost in the woods and you don't know where you got to find the stream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in yeah. The, in the movie they can't they keep finding the things that would get them home but they stay lost. And so yeah. it's terrifying. Right? Yeah. So like okay, okay. But yeah, that was I, a low budget outside of mainstream production product that did well. And you're always going to have that and if you really want to see the weird foreign film that's like made in a oppressive society and they snuck it out. You're always going to be able to see it. So. There's always an Iranian cabbie narrative. You know, he drives people around and talks to them and it's there really, is, uh, it's very sad. Great films that come out of Iran. Iran is an amazing yeah. filmmaking culture. Yeah. So look, here's what you're saying, what you set us up with, I think is utterly practical and seems like a natural continuation of the themes of the entertainment industry. Now, here's what I would say. So if, if, if we fast forward to whatever it was, 2037, and AI is creating enormous gamescapes, I think my idea of it being based on, on IP and so on and so forth is utterly realistic. The way things are going, I could see that path because it doesn't require computers to magically become intelligent. It just yes. imagines, it, it imagines that people want to consume the familiar. Yes. But 
the nature of human perversity is that we like variety. And so I do wonder, like, you get to a certain point. I don't think there's actually room in the world for a whole lot more Marvel movies. Like, the new ones aren't doing that great, comparatively. Is that right? Well, it's They're tricky. also boring. I mean, look, I, I'm sounding like a snob right now, but um, it's a lot of the same stuff. I, I don't know. Do, I mean, it doesn't, it, they don't have the cultural purchase. Here's what's tricky. They can still make $300 million, $400 million, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, but, I mean, did, has anyone been like, oh, my God, I had to be at opening night for Quantumania Ant-Man 3? Like, <laughs> no, right? And, and you know, there'll be, the sequels come, and it's, you know, this part we of the We love narrative. that burst of surprise. We do. We do, that. and we're perverse, right? And so there's this entire possibility, and I think it's real. It's not... The fantasy is like indie games, but what will happen is, is like, you could see independent creators, like certain things going viral and getting big and being brought in because suddenly it becomes imperative that you turn your back on some of the AI-based IP generation machinery because humans don't want all of that all the time. remember when Pulp Fiction came out. Yeah. Distinctly. And it was such a shockingly ridiculous movie at that time because, you know, the trajectory of, of films that are getting signed off on and getting $10 million was very clear. Very unusual in that the film, you never were far away from the idea that you were watching a movie like tarantino loves to be like movie 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 like there's a point where exactly you know he draws a little line on the screen as uma thurman moves he's her fingers i mean and... he's literally a movie re video rental clerk who's obsessed with movies yeah. who got to make a movie like yeah. essentially what happened there but it was feet and beta max those are like his two things <laughs> and it was it was a burst of it was just like the windows were flown open and fresh air came through. And it's like, whoa, this is going to change some things. I remember violent, Guy Ritchie came out. Violent. With and, you know, and it was also, that when they show you the subcultures that you're somewhat familiar with, when you see your own world reflected on the screen yeah. instead of like a world of people in suits and ties. Can't AI generate a Pulp Fiction out of the blue? Not really, not yet. Maybe, maybe, but it's just... What's the point? We like humans doing things. We do. And here's the thing about humans. It's the point I want to close with. When Pixar took hold, everybody's like, oh my God, it is going to take a tenth of the time to make an animated film. And it's going to be so much cheaper because they used to hand draw them. They used to literally yeah. use like, I forget what the name of that paper is, like, they Have you seen? Flip, they would flip pages to make a, the person, you know, the character walk. Did you see Toy Story in the movie theater? It looks ridiculous. Well, no, but did you ever see? No, it? I didn't. When I, I went out, because I was like, "This is what they're doing 3D animation in the movie theater." Yeah. Oh, and so and it was so bright and shiny, and it was beautiful. And you look at it now, and it is dog shit. Like it, <laughs> it is does like, look like dog shit. It looks like a like well, a 1990. It looks like somebody playing Descent on a Mac in 1997. So here's my point about humans. You would think, oh my God, we don't have to draw every cell anymore. Every bit of animation doesn't have to be hand drawn. It's going to be so much cheaper and no, faster. No, no. They have to do every single palm tree in Milano on the island. It yeah, still yeah. costs $100 million yeah. to make an it, animated film. It never gets cheaper. 
it and it always requires the human hand to come back into the mix. Yeah. It's just a different skill, a different set of skills. I, I think that's right. I think you'll see AI will make a better and more detailed island, but it'll still somehow be just as expensive and different kinds of CPUs and GPUs will be involved. Yes. But then I also just think there's this fundamental human perversity that'll be like, oh, they want me to buy this. I'm going to buy something else just to tell them to go to hell. A hundred percent. But also if the indie creator can get hold of these tools and make more ridiculous things with it, Versus like, I only can use my phone to it film. Is, it is That's true. Cool. We might get past the, you know what, you know what would be really fun is as this gets better and better, the, let's say you create your 2D platformer and it's kind of quirky and, you know, black and white graphics or whatever. Yeah. You can extend it, right? You can make that first scene and you can say, let's keep drawing and you can make a bigger game world. That's right. You still need the originating idea. Yeah. But like the, the ele- tools could elevate the elevator things. in the game could be a lot cooler. Yes. Right. And you could go, you could, some scenes could be a minute or two longer. Now, now an hour gets added. Yeah. And people will spend more time and more money on experiences like that. And you can enhance them with these technologies. I think that's the interesting, the, the, the demo- democratization of these like production tools that are only in the hands of, you know, really, really wealthy production studios and whatnot, I think could lead to like really, really interesting things. The thing you described at the beginning is still a billion dollars to get it out. We are very good. Here's creating more work and making things more expensive. Well, you know why though? You know, you know, the other secret thing in here is like, let's say you create that surface and humans are going to participate and they'll engage. The price goes up because you have to market into that surface to get their attention and get their money. Right. And so it's like, everybody's like, ah, it's going to be free. There'll be content everywhere. It's like, well, if there is, there'll be, you'll have to like either pay to access it or it'll be really expensive for advertisers to put their AI generated ads in the middle of it. We're really good at selling to each other. We will create a marketplace (laughs) out of this enormous cultural garbage fire. Well, Paul, I I just want to say you, you look great for your age. Um, I'm real. I don't even know how old I am right now. That's how great. Don't worry about it. That's okay. There's, Age has been eliminated as a required question for anything now in yes. society. So you look great. Uh, you feel good. We are in a climate-controlled pod right now hovering over Manhattan Yeah, yeah that, that part's not so great. And I do have to get those hourly injections of teenager blood. But other than that, everything's good. So take care of yourself. Um, now, uh, aboard.com is celebrating its 10 millionth user. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> we built this product years ago. Back when there was fiat currency yeah. and a stable government. I didn't and now, expect it to take off in Latvia as sort of the seed of this success. I know. And here we are building one of our, the Latvian Aboard Supercenter. It's pretty exciting. And we're going to uh, be there. We're going to be there this week. Cutting sign the up uh, at aboard.com yeah. to collect, organize, and collaborate on pretty much anything you find on the internet. It's a great tool. Uh, check it out. And uh, congratulations, Paul. This is our 7,000th episode. I can't believe we made it work this long. I'm glad we still get along. Good for us. All right, Richard. Uh, so if you like this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at Ziati Ford. Send us an email at hello at ZiatiFord.com. We love you. Uh, give us a good rating if you're in the mood. And we will talk to you soon. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.